Welcome to Beyond the Core, a podcast for meaningful dance-related conversations. My name is Claudia Suarez and I am an apprentice ballet dancer and creator of Claudia's Journal, an online platform where I can inspire others with original content and my own experiences as a young dancer. We are starting conversations about the performing arts value and hopefully make an impact on today's society about the importance of supporting the traditions and innovations within the dance world. Welcome back to the Beyond the Core podcast. This is Claudia and today we're going to talk about well, all about modern, modern dance, modern ballet, modern everything. And I'm very excited to introduce my first guest of the show and it's now my friend Lily McCrossing. And she's a fantastic dancer and I met her about two months ago mm-hmm. in May or something. Yeah. Um, and if you really see her on stage, she will blow your mind. <laughs> And it's true. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> She's here today to tell us uh, her story and to help me discuss more about modern and everything. Because I'm such a classical dancer that... And I'm starting to get more interested in modern and contemporary and mixing repertoire and everything. And she's going to help me discuss it. And yeah, welcome Lily, welcome to the show. And can you please tell me how you started dancing? I started dancing at the age of three. Um, I following in my two older sisters' footsteps. We attended our local ballet school called the Inward Performing Arts Dance Company, located in Inwood, West Virginia. My sisters and I grew up doing just about everything the same. We played the violin, we took ballet lessons, we played soccer, we made sure to do our homework immediately when we got home from school. So starting at a young age, I was always involved with them and following in their footsteps. My eldest sister, Clara, she, um, she stopped dancing after high school. And then my middle sister, Nora, she continued dancing and got her degree in ballet from the Towson University. And then following in her footsteps, I continued with my training at the University of South Florida with my concentration in ballet before I switched it to modern <laughs> dance. I'm very, you know... Right, halfway, two, two years through my degree, I realized that modern was a way that I needed to go rather than ballet Yeah. after growing up with just strictly classical movement. I was, I was actually going to ask you specifically about this because mm-hmm. it's very interesting because you had a very classical background, you know, when you went to summer intensives um, and then suddenly you decided to change, but... Why? What, why was, what was the reason you decided to completely change I, your program? So uh, during my sophomore year at USF, I started to become a little bit tired of the repetition. And it wasn't the program's fault. It was just me and where I was in my training. I felt like I had ran out of room to grow mm-hmm. in that field, so to say. So I found that my body started hurting and I stopped wanting, I stopped trying as hard as I knew I could. And especially seeing like the younger dancers come up through the program as I started to age throughout the levels. I, being immature, I would get a little like down on myself Mm -hmm. and almost negative in a sense that, well, they're younger and they're better. So where will that put me in my position and in my field? Mm -hmm. And so of course at USF, we, they make it, um, the faculty members make it a hab- or, um, a point for their dancers to be well-rounded in studying both classical ballet as well as modern. Mm-hmm. And so when I started school at USF, I found 
that modern allowed me to pick up my growth in dance where ballet, I had reached a point where I felt a little stuck and I felt enclosed in movement. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone reaches a point where you feel burnout, mm -hmm. but then, and I think those negative thoughts are... It can, it can lead to a positive thing or a negative thing that you stop dance completely or, you know, change your mind and try another thing mm -hmm. that will shape the rest of your career, which is, I think it's very interesting. It is, it is it's interesting. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and actually, but if you think about it, ballet technique, it's there mm -hmm. and you just, you're there. Definitely. And all the steps are set. It's in a book. You're in the bar, you're in the center every day, and then you do whatever the parade or the classical variation says. Mm -hmm. But I think with modern, that now that I'm trying, and I'm trying new movements, you can, you know, go You can beyond. pick and choose and then also add yeah. it back into your classical movement. Of course, you can, of course you can use the bass. Which is, which is great. It's just adding more tools to the dance toolbox mm -hmm. and how to study our kinesphere. Yeah, exactly. So you present something different. Right. Um, and I read with a little summary that you gave me <laughs> that in high school, still having a classical background, you're in, in high school and you took Gaga technique. Yes. And you went to a summer intensive based on Gaga. I did. So, and so that helped uh -huh. a lot with... Definitely. You know, mm -hmm. it, so for those who don't know, Gaga technique is based off of... Um, well, it's from Israel, mm -hmm. from a wonderful dancer that you have hopefully heard of named Ohad Naharin. And Gaga technique is based off of sensory and imagination and how those two correspond to each other. So a lot of the tools that we studied while at that intensive, which was GLOW ATL under Laurie Stallings, was how, how we can move like by painting the room. And wow. like, how can you paint the walls and the ceiling? What color are you painting them? What's the temperature of the paint? How does that feel on your skin? Is it dripping or is it starting to you know, feel like it's drying and peeling how yeah. like so it's just a lot of the individual and your own journey and opening up your senses to it as well as your imagination and even more discovery and exploration which yeah. I, which is so refreshing I mean, that you you're saying paint the room and I'm already imagining and you know how do you how do I paint these walls right. with all like mm -hmm. whichever body part you want all of your body parts however yeah you see fit Amazing. So that's like one of the one of, like an example. Mm -hmm. No, that that's amazing. And for those who want to learn more about Gaga, there's a documentary on Netflix that actually is on my list, and I started to watch, and then I did something else and couldn't <laughs> finish it. But uh, it's called Mr. Gaga. You should you guys should watch it. Um, so you also said that in your family, academics is very were very important. So yes. How did you and your sisters cope with, you know, you, you said that you went to soccer, you played the violin and did everything else, so how did you guys cope with all the things and then being excellent in, you know, in academics, so how was that? Let's see, so it was definitely a tr some trying times growing up where yeah. there'd be some days where I just wouldn't get much sleep, but it was all worth it in the end. Same here. Um, <laughs> 
my my mom was the one who really motivated my sisters and I to graduate early from so we all graduated high school from the 11th grade and were immediately enrolled into like dual enrollment college courses from mm-hmm. the time we turned 16 which was the age that they allowed for students to enroll. Yeah. Um, she did this because she um, put off her college education and she regretted it and she wanted us to just not make that mistake and just go forth with it. So we're very thankful for her, that and her motivation. But I'd have to say that it take it took our entire community and all of our neighbors and our friends to, you know, maybe we carpooled, we carpooled a lot into oh <laughs> all these yeah. things. <laughs> um, I didn't spend so much time necessarily practicing the violin outside of my school lessons mm-hmm. because I did put more of a... Um, I did put a lot more effort towards my dance studies. Yeah. And then I would come home and it would be 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have all my homework to do. And I, because of the, the, the discipline that dance provided me, I exactly. made sure to not go to bed until my homework was done, no mm-hmm. matter how little sleep I had was yeah. running on the next day. Yeah, same here. I used to go to bed at like 3 p.m. Right, oh, right. 3 p.m. 3 a.m. I know. <laughs> Uh, in Venezuela, it's, we have 12 to 13 subjects. Wow. Yeah, and it's crazy. Um, so I had, especially in exam periods, oh my mm-hmm. God. Uh, so yeah, I used to go to bed at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. or something, get two hours sleep, and then go to the test at 7 a.m. You know, it, it was crazy. Yeah. Because uh, I came home from dance and ballet at like, nine ten or so and yeah i definitely understand it's a lot that. right yeah it's a lot but as you said the discipline yeah yeah just you discipline you, and to follow through on the schedule yeah. you make sure you right. get there you when you switched to modern mm-hmm. you refused to take ballet i right? did i <laughs> i was i found myself just kind of like burying myself into this ditch of negativity when it came to ballet it mm-hmm. just I was lacking that joy that it used to bring me, mm-hmm. and I think I definitely got burnt out. And yeah. from my body was hurting, my mindset wasn't the best. I wasn't getting much sleep because I was in, involved heavily in my academics, at least my sophomore year. So it just junior year, I was like, enough's enough. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna find that joy that dance gave me, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna re enlighten my passion for it. And That's so great. modern dance allowed me to do that thankfully mm-hmm. through the guidance of my wonderful professors at the time yeah. and they just they taught me how to find new movement and explore it while also staying true to myself yeah and they even even then they pushed me out of my comfort zone and out of my boundaries so I could grow mm-hmm. but I was ready for it because they supplied such a welcoming environment yeah, yeah no that's that's amazing um but now you are turning the other way because with Paula, uh, Paula is our director in Tampa City Ballet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently had the uh, premiere performance and ev- the every day to prepare for that performance included, of course, a ballet class. So how do you feel coming back to ballet? At first, I was really in denial about it, mm-hmm. um, as you could see. <laughs> I would come to class wearing... Um, sweatpants yeah, or sweatpants, baggy yeah. shorts, ponytail, a yeah. ponytail. I wouldn't <laughs> even consider having my hair in a bun. Uh, I did, however, bring back my ballet slippers. I didn't burn those yet. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. I had those. <laughs> and then as it progressed, I started to find my passion for ballet again. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it felt new to me and it felt 
like I was reconnecting with an old friend almost. Mm -hmm. So it was just nice to get back into that like older comfort zone from when I was brought up. But now, as <laughs> Claudia has seen, oh, yeah. I'm wearing, I'm back in class with a ballet bun, pink tights, tights <laughs> and a leotard. On their video tape. Right, right. <laughs> and my ballet skirt. So yeah. it's definitely, it's been a huge transition for me, yeah. and I find myself enjoying classes even more, and wanting to push myself, and knowing that it's so, like, I... Because I am a more mature dancer, I like yeah. to think at least, I don't compare myself to the other people taking class. Mm-hmm. And I see classes for me and for my body and for training rather yeah. than... And getting ready for the for any performance that I'm working on rather than, oh, I can't get my leg up as high or my turnout, yeah. my hips are hurting, so I'm going to, you know. Yeah. So I take it from me, mm-hmm. which has been a lot different. And I've also incorporated some of the things I've learned from modern and yeah, gaga training. you in the bar. Right. It's, it's really interesting. So <laughs> sometimes, like, when I'm doing devil pays, I'll think of, like, everything's just floating and expanding and lengthening mm-hmm. rather than, you know, trying to just... Uh, get your leg get my leg up, right, with the yeah. specific direction. Mm-hmm. I think more of the journey and the energy that's push-pull throughout the body yeah. and how I get to that position rather than the position. Exactly. Yeah. No, so that's, that's been really refreshing. And I've also have found a lot of enjoyment using my port bra and where that can take me <laughs> and changing it up sometimes. So it just yeah. adds another new layer of fun to ballet for me that mm-hmm. I didn't have before earlier because I was inexperienced and immature when it came to yeah. opening up and being like exploratory. Mm-hmm. No, that, I think that's, it's great because you see, um, during that time, I was, I'm still injured by the way, but during that time I had just gotten injured, so I was working on the front desk and I was seeing you guys taking class and I was watching the modern dancers were, you know, mm-hmm. taking a lot from ballet and then the, the very classical dancers were taking a lot from the modern and that, that mix is very, it's it was very, very interesting. interesting. Right, it was still a very... Mm-hmm. Uh, supportive environment right. where I mean when yeah. we were taking classes we'd be cheering each other on yeah. even though usually in ballet class like you don't talk <laughs> but exactly. in modern it's yeah. like we reflect and we discuss yeah. our findings and we try to see how we can grow each mm-hmm. other and ourselves from that environment so yeah. it was really refreshing to have that in ballet class as well mm-hmm. yeah which is super new yeah. <laughs> I, I would have been in the classical dancers struggling to move (laughs) instead of the modern dancers struggling to be straight in class but you know I think that's that's a beautiful thing that happened in during the month of May yeah Mm -hmm. during the whole month of May yeah they were working so hard and it was a beautiful performance um so for the Last question of this little interview mm-hmm. before we get to the second part. <laughs> um, what are your future plans? Future plans. Yes. So I'd like to attend physical therapy school soon oh, nice. and get my doctorate of physical therapy, hopefully at USF again. We'll see. Oh, nice. I'm nice. open to going wherever mm-hmm. um, but you life like Florida, takes me. Right? Pardon? You like Florida? I do. I really enjoy Florida and the weather. I'm yeah. from Maryland originally, so mm-hmm. I'm... A little tired of the snow and, you know, the nine months of cold weather rather oh than God. having it more balanced. Oh, God. Yeah. But I do enjoy Florida. And so taking academic classes while at USF and getting my degree in modern dance um, prepared me to go into this 
route of physical therapy. So mm-hmm. while taking all my dance credits to graduate, I was taking, you know, ke- like chemistry one, two, yeah. organic chemistry, wow. microbio, um, yeah, science, trig, calc, and all like all of it. I mean, I went kind of a little farther because for a hot second, I wasn't really sure where <laughs> I wanted to apply those credits, yeah. but I knew that I wanted to do something science or something as well as dance mm-hmm. um, just to be science right I, yes right which um, also comes from my family because my sisters are very similar so naturally yeah I'm naturally very, right. yeah my, me I'm more humanities uh, mm-hmm. writing reading right uh, all this stuff English the world history. needs it all yep. yeah yeah so yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. Then you can help other dancers too. Right, that's my plan. Uh-huh. and recover from injuries such Definitely. as myself. <laughs> as soon I will be dancing soon soon. Yay! <laughs> so let's talk more about the concept of modern. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get more into deep. What have you discovered in modern that you didn't in ballet before? It's very okay to get messy and dirty. Um, Mm. I say messy and dirty as a sense (laughs) of not having a specific placement and Mm -hmm. rather you still have an end goal, Mm -hmm. but it's more so individual and how you get there rather than with ballet. It's very, you have to look like this and this is how you do the step. It's textbook. Like it goes Mm -hmm. way back. (laughs) Yeah. But with modern it's always changing. There's new techniques always surfacing based on there's Martha Graham. I mean, yeah. Horton, just depending. Um, I'm also really involved in like release technique. There's also such like counter technique, which is just up and coming now. So it's just changing wow. and evolving. Yeah. So it's always, so there's just more and more information. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I mean, all the choreographers that are working companies nowadays are they have their own yeah yeah changing uh-huh. completely the company's repertoire even changing some classics which is very interesting right um, I recently in YGP in January this year I saw I mean I saw the program of the gala we were watching mm-hmm. the gala mm-hmm. and it was Svetlana Lunkina and you know just dancers from the National Ballet of Canada and right. I was okay Svetlana Lunkina amazing she's uh-huh. you know this Russian uh, dancer, she's amazing. But then I saw Swan Lake, and I said, okay, they're doing the white part of the... Mm-hmm. And then when I see them, no tutu, uh, no tights, you know, it was a white leotard, right. and then wow. the guy was wearing just black tights and a shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was a modern, modern um, ballet like spin. take nice. of the same music, uh-huh. but it was modern but it's still the same concept you know uh-huh. uh, Odette she tries to escape blah, right, blah, blah, everything, right. but it's the same but with a different approach mm-hmm. and it was very interesting mm-hmm. so I think choreographers are definitely changing mm-hmm. and expanding what we can do so as a viewer how did it feel to kind of have your like world shaken like this is what you expect yeah. like you've you know this dance you know the costumes you know the music I know so how did that feel did I it feel know. like invasive or <laughs> like no. um, well the first time I watched Modern Ever just uh-huh. taking a little bit back was um, when I watched Sylvie Guillem in mm-hmm. her last performance in the US uh, in her tour her goodbye tour mm-hmm. And of course, Sylvie Guillem, for those who don't know, um, 
she changed she never I mean by the end of her career she never did a classical ballet ever so she finished with modern only mm-hmm. and I don't know I mean that I knew that I was going to watch modern uh-huh. uh, and I saw a choreography made for her by Akram Khan and it was you know that, that Amazing. was opening right. and, oh god I, <sighs> I, I see this figure crawling on the floor wow. and it was very interesting to watch but to answer your question, uh, I'm a lover of classical ballet and its mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. and I go way back, you know, to the Taglioni's Nureyev's. Right, and, right. And I love that history because I think it shaped what we do now. Mm-hmm. So whenever I saw the program, oh, Swan Lake, yes. <laughs> I love Swan Lake and I love yeah. the music. It's a four-minute part of that, you know, it makes you cry right, every it's time. Right, and then I don't know. First, I was shocked because they came in. They came on stage. First, mm-hmm. the lighting also was different. It, mm-hmm. There wasn't a lake. <laughs> um, Just once. Yeah, but then first I was shocked. Like, oh god, what are they doing with this uh-huh. classical thing? Oh my god! But then by the end, you know, it still got me. Mm-hmm. And I think it was it was still beautiful, even if it was different. And I think um, that was around the time where I began exploring modern as well. Mm-hmm. So I just accepted it. And I accepted that it's different and it's beautiful too. And right, it's, right. Wow, and it's a new approach uh-huh. to what we know. It's refreshing as well. It's ref- it was refreshing, yeah. there we go. And it got me, it got me, it still got me, uh-huh. you know. So, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So for another question, um, do you think it's important and relevant for ballet dancers, specifically specifically uh, classical dancers, to discover these new movements outside ballet, or I don't know. I mean, many of them just refuse mm-hmm. and go to companies that do strictly classical. But mm-hmm. the truth is, no companies do only classical these days. So this is true. What do you think about that? Um, I think I. I like to speak for myself, so I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think it is important to, um, especially as dancers, it is uh, jobs, it's competitive, it's a competitive field. Definitely. So I think it's important as a dancer to be the most well-rounded athlete and artist that you can, which involves experiencing new movement and being open to it and being mature enough to say, hey, this is uncomfortable, (laughs) but I'm still going to try and I'm still going to do my best and I'm going to give it my all Mm -hmm. and that's where you can grow as an athlete and an artist and Mm -hmm. then you might just so happen to find out that you enjoy it (laughs) and if you don't enjoy it, that's also okay because then you know more about yourself and you know more about your personality as a mover and a creator and I think that's important to just know ourselves better and that way we can just go on from there and produce more works in the field or go to auditions and attend programs that really draw us in Mm -hmm. for who we are rather than being unhappy and trying to go into something that isn't us and put yeah. us out of our comfort zone but not in a good way yeah and I was going actually to ask you about comfort zone because mm-hmm. you went out of your comfort zone many times mm-hmm. right yeah. and, <laughs> and sometimes we are scared to do so so what benefits I mean we can stay in our field mm-hmm. but going out of our comfort zone I think 
it's very beneficial for everyone even, even non-dancers you know mm -hmm. if you you're a normal person and you want right. to move abroad you know right. that will be amazing for you just mm -hmm. go out of your comfort zone what what do you think going out of your comfort zone has given you as a dancer uh, it's given me so much so much honestly if I weren't to go out of my comfort zone, I probably wouldn't be dancing because I would get bored. Exactly. And I would burn out and I would just stay like that. Mm -hmm. But going out of your comfort zone, it just, it allows you to try new things and it also, it ex you can expand upon it. Yeah. And you can also do that while feeling safe, knowing that I'm out of my comfort zone, but it's temporary. Exactly. I, I'm in this class and the class ends in a half hour. So I'm going to be out of my comfort zone for a half hour, but then I can go home and relax. Mm -hmm. And that's that. Yeah. So you can leave it, you can leave it in the studio or you can take it in your back pocket and bring it back into the studio with you next time, just exactly. depending on your experience. Mm -hmm. And that... Uh, um, keeps you versatile for any company that, exactly you know, or any right. choreographer that comes in like okay mm -hmm. what can you do right you know? or um, I think it will help a lot with the choreographers um, the visions processes. yeah right so you can you can add to whatever the choreographer you know if you make a movement I think you are um, a witness and you you practice this almost every I mean, if a choreographer is there, then you add your movement, and then it becomes something new. Right. And I think it's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go to the question of the day, and it's, it will be asked by me. I mean, I, I created a question, too. <laughs> um, so I know that, that you're a choreographer as well, that you choreograph some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, where do you get your inspiration? Let's see. I honestly can see everything as a dance. I know that sounds cheesy, but I'll be sitting, like one time I was driving and I was at a stoplight and I saw some man like on the side of the road going to work, coming home. He was wearing scrubs. He was just in uh, like blue scrubs coming home from the hospital. I don't know, he maybe worked a night shift. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that'd be really interesting to like do a dance like in scrubs, like just blue scrubs wow. and there's a traffic light involved and maybe, cause I'm sitting on a traffic light and maybe the red light <laughs> means like this certain type of movement and mm -hmm. then yellow and then green and so on. So it, it really comes from anywhere. From whatever you see right, in your day. Right, I, right now I'm creating a work. Um, I actually just finished it yesterday mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for, <laughs> um, the, for the, the summer guys. intensive yeah. um, at the America's Ballet School. Yeah. And so the work I'm created, I don't know exactly what triggered this thought, but I was like, I'm going to create it based off of Mad Libs. So right, so Mad Libs, right. So that like when you're when usually younger or even now. Yeah. So I printed off Mad Libs and I went in with my students and I said, okay, someone give me an adjective, someone give me an adverb, yeah. and so on. And so they were really that made them happy and created a safe and warm and funny environment <laughs> for us all to communicate. And so from there, I created a phrase, and of course. The text, it made no sense because it's a Mad Lib. Yeah, of course. So it's super goofy, but that's where I pulled my uh, movement from, my movement vocabulary, whether it be gestures or sometimes I I gave myself a goal like, okay, this Mad Lib will be for a floor phrase. This Mad Lib will be for a traveling phrase. This Mad wow. Lib will be gestures and fast and things like that. 
So my wow, inspiration really comes from anywhere. It's also come from poems. I had yeah. I've created a piece called Love and Space Dust. Or I've not I've created a piece based off of a book called Love and Space Dust. Okay. Um, and I did that as my senior project at USF. And then I also pull a lot of my inspiration from music. I think musicality is really yeah, important music is... Um, to me. It's just mm-hmm. um, I had one teacher. That I took a master class from she said something that stuck with me forever where it was the audience is they're too busy if they're having to watch you move and listen to the music at the same time they can only focus on so much and enjoy the show okay. yeah so you want to be able to move and release the music from your movement so That's, it's like dance like the wow. movement and the music going yeah. into one and you are the instrument even though it might be coming from the speakers or from the orchestra pit, wherever it is, but they are seeing you, so you need to provide that outlet for them. That's... I never thought... I mean, of course, we dance with music. Right. And we follow the music all the time, but I never thought about that, the audience... Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, as an audience member, <laughs> right. that's, that's so interesting. Right. Wow. It, it, like, you it, just feel so, yeah. more, so much more relaxed when you see a dancer that has a musicality and the movement vocabulary and the yeah. steps down mm-hmm. and it just flows nicely rather than you know maybe they're late or behind or they're yeah. on the offbeat or um, yeah. something just is not working unless it's choreographically in place there yeah of course no yeah that's why um i never thought about it that way <gasps> that's so i'm okay you changed my <laughs> you changed my perspective forever <laughs> oh my god um yeah, and even in classical ballet, that's why everything, it's... I mean, if you tell a story... Uh, right now, I, I came from um, performing Carabos, which is uh, talking about that, going out of my comfort zone, because mm-hmm. I'm not evil at all. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm more of a, you know, a Nikia than Ganzati and all this, you know, or, or more Odette than Odile, but... Anyway, Carabos has these gestures exactly with the music. And I think that helps people and the audience understand what she's saying. Because, of course, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't talk. Right. But I had to be very caref- careful to do all the gestures exactly in music. And that's, that was one of the things that Paula and all the teachers were... Um, or telling me, you know, be on music, like mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. That all this boom, and you have to do this gesture with your hand very, very strongly. You know, everything goes in sync. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever you guys performed uh, the modern ballet piece called Is Happening Anyway, yes. I think, you know, that with the mambo music and everything, mm-hmm. it, all the movements were in sync, and it helped, definitely helped the audience tell the story and it was different stories at the same time which is right it was yeah yeah. Uh-huh. yeah that piece was wonderful if you want to know more about Tampa City Ballet and support our company <laughs> you can go to um, www.tempacityballet.org slash support and in there you can you know learn more about what we are doing and what we plan to do mm-hmm. because the company is starting and we need your support to keep going we do <laughs> yeah um so lily where can we find you on social media um <laughs> well i'm on instagram um under the username lily long legs i love that 
<laughs> and that's legs with two G's for both my legs. <laughs> oh, that's why. No, I love the, um, your Instagram uh, name because Lily has very long legs. Yes. <laughs> and she's very tall. 5'10". <laughs> so tall. I'm 5'6". On, in point shoes, I'm 6'3". So if that gives you any idea for wow. partnering growing up at summer intensives, mm-hmm. it was... It was hard. It was tricky, right? Yeah, you need a very tall partner. Especially for the pirouettes. I've yeah. hit a couple guys by accident with my knees. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I know that you have a second Instagram because I discovered you. Oh, like yes. And you, you're an artist. You paint. I am. I, I do enjoy know. painting. Um my username for that is Lily McCrossins, mm-hmm. so it's just my name. <laughs> Everything is going to be in the show notes. Um, so you can find Beyond the Core in um, by entering www.cladisjournal.com slash podcast, and in there you can submit all your questions for future episodes, and for my guests, of course, and I really want to have Lily again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> um, and then you can follow me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by the name at Claudia SRZ or SRZ for the friends in the UK. And you can email me at info at claudiasjournal.com or you can email or submit a question in there if you don't want to just submit a nice message. <laughs> and of course, uh, follow Lily on Instagram today and support our company. <laughs> All the ads are done. <laughs> well, Lily, thank you for oh, joining me. Thank you so much me. for having me. And well, I hope it's you been guys a enjoyed. Yes. The um, talking about something different mm-hmm. rather than classical ballet and start to go out of your comfort zone and explore movement because it's wonderful. And I can tell I can tell you that it's true. <laughs> yes, definitely. Thank you, Lily. My pleasure. Thank you.